This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Julia Barno. I'm Julie J. We are Family Jewels Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> We've never done We've that never before. Done that. Why now? Like, we used to be neighbors, mm-hmm. and what? I'm just wondering if, when he, what? when we're going to get cut off. But oh, I don't know. I've never done this I'm before. waiting, I, I know, I'm waiting for, <laughs> like, and that's my head and voice in my head. I'm waiting for Brian to be like, you know what? I don't want you guys to do this podcast. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> take everything I take back. take everything I said back. All the meetings we had, all the times I was like, no, you guys have something to say. <laughs> it's like you it's guys a show about nothing apparently <laughs> we are the the new seinfeld he's mm-hmm, just like just mm-hmm. get out of here yeah i that's a, that maybe that's my maybe that is my voice that i'm just like waiting for someone uh, it's like a uh, imposter syndrome isn't that what they call yeah. it yeah like who do you think you are well, i think that goes into the mental health top or bucket yeah mm-hmm. we got it that's why the comedy the writing even the the format when we are coming up with a format and when or like that the show when we put that skit together for that oh, corporate that gig fun. I mean we worked so hard on it and we practiced mm-hmm. it over and over mm-hmm. and over again and it, it's just fun but it's mm-hmm. so much work comedy has work. made me I used to think that I was kind of stupid and lazy and um <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know anything <laughs> I don't understand how anything works I'm not stupid but <laughs> That's exactly how you described yourself like an hour ago. Yeah. I'm not stupid, but. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not stupid. (laughs) But, no, but but comedy has made me realize that I I work really hard. That you're special? No, not that I'm special. Just that I work really, that I I am a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. When When it's something that you care about. When it's something I care about. Yeah. But it's better. It's, it's, It's not, it's not full blanket lazy. You know, no. you got to work hard. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. And you got to be, you got to have a thick skin. I don't. I'm getting better at that. But I, I think that's has something to do with why I, I couldn't write with you at first. Because I didn't know what I wanted to say or how I wanted to say anything, like what my voice was. And I had this thing in my head that if I didn't figure out how, what I wanted to talk about, I'm still tra- trying to figure out what I want to talk about, what my voice is. I think I'm getting a little closer now that I've uncovered the dick joke goal. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> or like what what are what we are yeah yeah i didn't think i could we're always trying to define our relationship yeah we're always having i'm that always talk. asking julia is she my girlfriend what are we? what, what, what do you are see we? our future like <laughs> I, She's just, I see us together yeah that's what she says <laughs> i'm not going anywhere not together like <laughs> well you told me i could have a financial discussion with your husband so i thought that was I think a, you should. a step in the right direction i think you, know, you should combine finances i'm guessing no no i don't want anything to do with your finances <laughs> You don't? No. Really? Nope. It's been pretty it's been a pretty uh, interesting <laughs> only week financially the, only the, for only me. Only the comedy money that that we split. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to go in to uh, actually buy something, Julie, not karaoke mics. Actually, we got it. I think we do cuz I my my neighbor took them back. <gasps> what? I think I could ask for him back, but he needed he had urgently needed his karaoke. He was like mics I think back. we're going to do karaoke for tonight. Really? And um so Gary? 
No, not Gary. Oh, my neighbor Luke. Another full circle moment. Yeah, bringing Gary no, back in. My James neighbor, Cromwell. My neighbor Luke. He lives next door. I'm at, who I'm also in a band with. Oh. A garage band. A garage. It's literally a garage band. It's literally a garage band. Mm -hmm. Um, But he had karaoke that we always do on New Year's. And then when you and I rebranded Family Jewels and Mm -hmm. needed two mics, I was like, you have two mics. Mm -hmm. And we Mm -hmm. somehow got an amp. Got another thing we lost lost in the divorce. divorce. Yeah. Uh And, but, so we got to, we got to get those. Well, we got to get my chickens, Mm -hmm. my dog, my furniture. (laughs) My plates, my FFA water pitcher. As we fade out, cue the. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we. Like barbecue shrimp, <laughs> boiled shrimp. List all the things like, you've <laughs> lost so far <laughs> in this divorce. Everything. I got my. I did get back my cremated dogs, but I don't have my living dog. <laughs> I wanted them back. I did. Ha- I had a small. I had a small storage area. I have my two cremated dogs, but not my living one. I didn't have a place for her. She's still at my parents' house. I'm going to get her back. The living one. They're a lot of fun when they're alive. I think that's how much most people prefer dogs. I prefer my dog alive. I prefer my dogs alive. I mean, I do wonder sometimes if she's going to see... The cremated because they're kind of piling up. I mean, I got two at this point. Because when you don't have a place, like you're gonna back in the farm, you just bury your dog. I buried my cat. Yeah, and, and apparently you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed I feel to like, like that call. should be like a god given right. I no, because you might be able, you might oh um, hit like a line. Yeah, three on one. Yeah, like like what three on one? What are you digging? Like I'm burying. Yeah, burying dead mean, cat. And that and and that and and. With, and that's the cat that I liked. That's the cat I that know. I loved. I know. But um, but because of comedy, my dead cat joke. So good. And the dead. I love and the that dead, cat joke. I, I love that joke. Mm-hmm. And and the dead cat. Dead, Being like my dad. Dead. dead like a father uh, to me. Well, because my friend's dad had died yeah. around the same time. And I ran that joke by him because I, I love that friend. And I was like, but oh, this is kind of a funny re- joke. You, you ran that joke by your friend or yeah. your friend's dad before he died? No, 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 no. No, he was the inspiration for the it's, joke. Yeah, he was the inspiration for... Mm-hmm. My dead cat and my friend's dead dad were the inspiration yeah. for the joke. But yeah. I cleared the joke with my friend before I said it. Even though he wasn't going to be at the show or anything. Just out of respect. Wow. That's nice. I never do that. <laughs> well, that, that one, because that joke makes everyone uncomfortable. Which I think is better than yes. a laugh at this point. Oh, yes. I, I love it. I love the groan that I yeah. get when I tell everyone I was divorced on Facebook. Yeah. They're like, what? Uh-huh. And I'm like, and, and everyone gets uncomfortable at my joke. When uh-huh. I'm like, well, what I'm empathetic. So when my friend's dad died, I was like, I know exactly what you're going through. Because my cat died. And he was like a father. <laughs> And like your it's dad, it's also like the the, the <laughs> towards the end of yeah. his life, he was peeing all over the house, so we had to put him down. <laughs> That's the best part. I forgot about that. <laughs> and he thought it was funny. I, I mean, that's 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 the the beauty of of comedy in in 
life's just total messy, horrible, because that's what life is. It's it's awful and it's beautiful. And it's long. And it, I mean, if you're lucky. If you're well, I don't know how much more of this I can take. And you got it in you. I mean. You can do it. You know, I, I think it was probably a year ago that I posted this picture of a shirt that said, when I said I liked it rough, I didn't mean my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> now, like a year later, I'm I like, like, I should buy that you. shirt. I like picture you wearing that shirt on a tractor, carrying around dead squirrels that you've hunted yeah. on your farm. Yeah. You know what's funny is that when you said the cat peeing and the dad thing, it reminded me that I have a story about a cat peeing and my dad. In your dad? At And my dad. And so apparently, like... We had barn cats. We only ever had barn cats. But when it got seriously cold outside, sometimes I would sneak them in if, that, if they're ones that I really liked. Some of them were not worth, you didn't want to pet them. But most of them were cool. And so I let one in and it went upstairs and went into my parents' bedroom and peed on their bed. Ugh. And then my dad shot it. <gasps> <laughs> He was like, he woke up and he said, "Am I incontinent? <laughs> Something just happened." He was and like, then "He shot it." Yeah, you don't do that. You don't be on somebody's bed and live in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's so funny because sometimes the stories you tell me about your upbringing, I'm like, "Oh my god, that is." Tell awful. me he didn't deserve to die. He did. He did not deserve did to not. die. <laughs> All right. Well. Although you it know happened. what. Although you know what. I, I let you in the house. It's cold, and you piss <laughs> on my bed. Now I'm taking your life with this I'm here sorry. bullet. Mm-hmm. I got a bullet. I'm pretty sure you knew that I was wrong. I got a bullet with your name on it. How many guns have I shot around here? You know. <laughs> when I was little, he, that cat probably walked past a dead deer hanging in my garage on his way to piss on my parents' bed. And he was like, I'm, it's too cold. I'm going to... And maybe he had a death wish. That's what I'm saying. I think this cat had cancer or something. He's like, you know, you know what will get a bullet in the head? Piss it on his bed. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. I convinced my mom <laughs> to get me a cat when I was little, probably around 10 or something. And we got this cat. Did Hold on, hold on. I feel like this could be a really interesting thing because I... I mean, I know you didn't grow up like in the city, but close to the city. So I'm still. You're thinking New York City. I don't know where you. No, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. No, but that's a city. I mean, yeah. So more city than I had. Yeah. So did you buy this cat? I found it in like a newspaper ad in some like random neighborhood. I don't remember how I found it. And we drove and it wasn't like it was a neighborhood. We had never been to. I'll okay. just say that. Okay. And, and my mom was I, like, I "Just get mean. the cat and let's go." And um, and we go home. And we had no business bringing any other lives into this house. And <laughs> <To> this house. <laughs> and that cat would my pee. House really took, get and rid that of cat, lives. <laughs> and that cat was would always poop on on a bed Gross. or something. And then and my mom had the cat put down, because but she that? didn't tell me. 
Why? I don't know. And and I just, it never came up. I don't even know. And and then years later, we're at dinner, and I was like, oh, my God, and that cat, Alley Cat, we called her Alley Cat. And we were like, oh, my God, Alley Cat, and she would poop all over. Oh, my God, and one time, because I was, she told, she was like, take that cat to the vet. And I was like, I can't, I was like 10. I was like, I that, that vet's kind of far away. Like, how am I going to get a cat there? I don't drive. And she... <laughs> Gave me one of those suitcase rollers. That put it had, in there? And no, no, and put it put it in a cardboard box, put holes in it, and bungee corded a suitcase roller. And I had to walk it to the vet on the sidewalk, and it's going... <laughs> <laughs> what? The whole way there. And she had that cat put down anyway. And it didn't come out till years later. We were having dinner with my new dad, not this guy she married... <laughs> I'm just joking. I love you, Dad. And um, new Dad <laughs> with my with what whatever her um, boyfriend. With, no, they got married. They got married. Okay. And um, and we're at Betrothed. and we're at di- family dinner. And, we're, and I was like, oh my god, remember that cat, Alley Cat? And she would poop all over the place. And she's like, yeah. And I had it put down. And I was like, wait, what? That's the first time you found out about it. And she's like, yeah. And you never even asked about it. So like, what's wrong with you? And I was like. That was just a kitty, and and I and I just got up from dinner. And I was like, "Kitty killer, kitty killer, kitty killer." <laughs> so yeah, we're not pet people, but 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 now I have, and now I have cats. That's weird. And and they're immortal, except for Bubba, the one that I liked. My mom, we used to call her the Grim Reaper, because she had a way of uh, just being very cold when animals would die, just very very cold, like. Uh, she ran over my cat. That, On purpose? Who's to say? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. This cat was an awesome cat. It was like a dog. I call it a dog cat. Yeah, it was that's a dog how Bubba cat. was. Yes, these are the ones that, they're unicorns of cats. Sit, sit on your lap all day. So cool. His name was Red. He was big, fluffy orange cat. It's I always lo- the tabby. God, there are... He, well, he's not. He wasn't. Was, I thought Tabby orange were gray. Cat. No, orange cat. He was red and orange and white. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. Oh, that's a tabby. Beautiful. Why am I um, telling you this, farm girl? You don't know what a cat is? I thought the. Well, <laughs> I know two things about cats. One is that you should never pay for one. Oh, yeah. You just never find paid. a cat. No, I've never paid for it. And it's the like other cats one, are like sex. I don't pay for it. Cats <laughs> are not. like sex. You're, yeah. You don't pay for it. You don't pay for them. You get it you just for free. find them. And you kill the ones mm-hmm. that don't do it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that pee on your bed. Mm-hmm. So she. Um, the, so there's the old farm and the new farm. They lived at the new farm for 19 years. Okay, but don't tell me that I can't have my the rest of my cats live till they're 19. No, this cat was probably 25 years old. I don't know how old this cat Stop. was, but he was so cool, and he had you know he didn't have any hearing left, and she comes inside. I'm like doing something. I don't know what I was doing, and she says, "I ran over your cat," <laughs> <laughs> and then she just leaves. Like, my, but the, here's the thing: he wasn't dead. He wasn't even dead. We walked outside, and he's clearly he. She's run over half of his body with a Tahoe. Okay, like he needs to die. Okay. So your dad shoot it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. In front of you. All of us loved him so much. We're like, we're sorry, Red. <laughs> dad shoot. Yeah, you shot him. And then five minutes later, my best friend shows up and gives me a picture of her sonogram. She's like, I'm going to have a baby. Why are you crying? I'm like, Brett's dead. Look, his body's right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Julie. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like 
you know, the gallows humor that nurses have? Well, they pick that up later in life. Like, I was born into all this farm death. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it's created a strange place <laughs> in my head. I think that's why I have prob- problems with, like, friends. <laughs> I don't have problems now, but I think I have problems forming connections. I can see that. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like, a particular type of therapy for farm kids. I'm sure there is. I don't know. We'll ask. We'll yeah. Google it. I, I don't know. You you have a very particular type of childhood trauma that mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. insight to because you're my only farm friend. Well, I think we all have it. Am I your only Jewish friend? Yes. See? I was like a lot there, of people's I think first we only Jewish need friend to be, down here. only needs to be one. Only one. You only need one Jewish friend? No, one farm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know what it's like to have more than one <laughs> Jewish friend, so I can't say. It's great. <laughs> You're mean, gonna want a lot. I'm, of us. I'm enjoying the experience so far. <laughs> Might as well get another one of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how many farm friends I could take. I don't know how long we're gonna talk. Is Brian, Brian's gonna tell us to shut up at some point. This, we think we've been going on for. I mean, I'm having fun. I'm having so much fun, mm-hmm. loving this. You're all worried about it. Like, what are we gonna talk about? Like, what are we gonna not? I've been. We're I've stop been, talking. No, you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be, and commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. made somebody brownies once like 12 years ago and they were all falling apart and like I just can't bake I I can't cook I feel like I'm getting worse at all of the things that I cared about like the things that like you know you're obsessed with thinking that when you get your period you're gonna bleed all over this place you know like when you're in school you're Mm. like concerned about Mm. this okay Mm. And so you always have like extra stuff with you. Mm -hmm. And then when you're a mom and your kids are really little, you have changes of clothes, full changes of clothes, because you would not believe how fast a child can ruin their entire outfit, Mm -hmm. socks, everything, uh, when you take them outside of the house. And diapers. You have to have all this stuff. When you start not needing all of those things, I think I just stop preparing altogether. Like if I got my period right now, I would stuff my underwear full of pa- of toilet paper. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Because I don't have anything yeah, that I need. The show must go on. There's no backup. I don't even remember. This is why I just skip the contrast the um the placebo sp- week. I, I just take all of it. I don't nothing's happened except for pneumonia. I'm not pregnant. But th- but I actually googled do the particular type of antibiotic that I had and birth control um what is it called? Failures or something. 
And Google, this is uh, goes against everything I know is correct. Google, one Google told me that that particular type of anti antibiotic does not affect birth control. Even though a full-blown pharmacist looked me in the eye and said, do not use this without a second form of birth control. And I had sex the whole time and I did not give it, I did not care. Where is my, <laughs> like, do I have like no self-preservation anymore? Like, cause I, no, I think that I don't need to have any, Ju- the name Julie for a plan B pill was right on the money, right on the money. I don't need to have children, any more children. I agree with you. <laughs> Consider, I, that's not a like dick. Like when all of this stuff happened, I think I, I, I think you were one of the first people I told that I was being surprised divorced and I didn't have a house, but I was like, I'm going to buy a camper. And you're like, oh my God, are you going to live in it? <laughs> like, look, no, I'm going to park it in the driveway. What driveway? You don't have a house? <laughs> I mean, I it's know. been a long, it's a dark scene upstairs. And you full circle. And that's how Julie got pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how Julie got pneumonia. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's been homeless. Yeah. For, it's, it's stressful. It's, it's, I can't. It, it sounds very stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful. And I think, you know, the one of the hardest things about all of it is like not knowing when it's going to be over. And. Uh, everyone's like, oh, you know, eventually you'll be great co-parents. No. I'm like, that's not the point yeah. of any of this. I didn't find someone, marry them, have children with them to just be a co-parent. Yeah. It's like the, the dream, even if I didn't like the dream, I didn't feel like I was living in a dream, it felt like a nightmare a lot. I did not sign up for this. I signed up to have a life with this person, and then it, you know. But. But. You've it's gotten all so much funnier. Pl- You're so much funnier now. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Because, you know, I have performed in West Virginia, West by God, Virginia, and I performed in front of an audience. This was re- about, about a month ago, I guess, because um, this is a story in itself. So a friend of mine who has, she uh, had cancer when she was like 22 lost her leg. They had to amputate her leg all the way up at her hip. And now she is playing on the first women's amputee international soccer team. And so it was, it was like a fundraiser mm-hmm. for her. But it was it's so badass. They have these like, uh, they're like crutches that you hold, like on your forearm crutches. And you have to kick the ball. Like you kind of like hop up on onto your crutches and you kick the ball with your other leg. Everyone is missing a leg. Isn't that wild? That's like, did you even know that existed? Anyway, no. so this is not a situation where people are like ready for comedy. Okay, I'm at the front of the room, and it's you know people came to help to it's support like a bunch of, her, yeah, not bunch of to people listen a to a comedian. No, <laughs> she's the only person oh, missing okay. a leg. <laughs> not that the whole team wasn't there. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so she, uh, like, no one was really ready for this. My my friend, she told a little bit about me, and then we brought me up. My mom's in the audience, and my mom is uh, famously not a supporter of my comedy, uh, but I put it in her face. Oh, yeah, she sounds like taunt. a peach. Yeah. yeah, we're good now, but this is just one of those things that I have just accepted. Like, she's never going to make me feel good, <laughs> okay? She's, I walked up to her afterward, because I don't, I'm very close to not giving AF 
about people's responses mm-hmm. to me anymore because I think that's another thing I just don't have time for. For I don't have time for it's it. It's none of your business. It's not. It's not. It's none of my business what you think of me. But I walked up to my mom and she goes, "You've improved. <clears throat> You've improved." All right, I'm going to go drink in my car. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was the same weekend. <clears throat> you so. Having to do comedy at a fundraiser for something like that is mm-hmm. difficult. And that was also the same weekend that I performed here oh, yeah. for, <gasps> for Moms Against uh, mm. Neighbors for Change, Moms mm. Demand Action, mm-hmm. which you obviously is not a very funny topic. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, guns. yeah, it's about right. gun legislation. Mm-hmm. And I performed and emceed, and it was an open mic, and everyone was singing like, Sarah McLaughlin, you know, like uh, writing poems about just awful. And I was like, all right, give it up for Sarah, everybody. And and that, but that was also the night that I met uh, that I thought, what's his face from Succession? James. Who's the old, the uncle, Logan's uncle? He is the Pope. He's the Pope on. And he played Abe. New Pope. And he was there. I didn't know. New Pope drama series. But he looked familiar. Oh, he's so... Uh, he's so... That's not him. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where is he? Well, that's... Uh, your brain does funny things when it's not connecting and, and the neurons aren't firing in the right direction. And I see someone that I... I'm like, oh, he's old and he's not dressed very well. He must be friends with my neighbor, Gary. I know him. He's friends with Gary. I go up to him. Because before every Family Jewel show, Julie is the more gregarious one. And she has us go around everybody and introduce ourselves, which I really don't like. I'm very uncomfortable with, but it's a good exercise for me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go introduce myself. I don't understand how how that's uncomfortable. Oh, I hate it. James Cromwell. James Cromwell. So I, I don't, I don't, and I'm like, oh, I go right up to James Cromwell, and I'm like, James Cromwell. I go this right up to is... him, and I go, I know you, and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think you do, and I was like, yeah, you're friends with my neighbor Gary, <laughs> and he's like, no, he's like, no, I was like, no, 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 you're like, you play in a band with Gary. And he's You're like, like convincing him yeah. that he's, he's wrong. He's like, no, no. Um, he was like, well, I, but I'm a big advocate. Uh, uh, um, he's like, you know, uh, I do a lot of advocacy work. And I go, that's how I know you. You have a puppet show about gerrymandering, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> he's like, You're, we're still talking about this? Like, yeah. You're still trying to figure he, out who I, I am? Meanwhile, me at my any famous, point, he could have been self. like, bitch. I've, I'm an Oscar-nominated Emmy Award-winning James Cromwell. He doesn't do that at any point. I mean, he was on Succession, which is yeah. like wildly And I had just like, it, Succession had just finished, and I watch oh it. God. So that's why my brain's like, no, 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 you know him. But I'm you like... Kn- you watch that show? Yeah. And that's why my brain was like, oh, I know you, I know you. And he's like, you don't know me. <laughs> and I was like, I do. And, um, and then he's like, oh, I've been arrested a number of times for my work with PETA. And I was like, oh. That's how I know you. We met in jail, and and he, and and I was like, anyway, I'm gonna be doing some comedy, um, so I'm just introducing myself. And his wife's like, oh, I'm glad you told us that you're gonna be doing comedy because we'll we'll laugh. And I was like, don't you fucking dare! 
don't, like, don't I was give, like, don't laugh at me. Laughs? Yeah, I was oh. like, I was like, you all will not laugh at me if I'm not funny. Don't laugh. And they're like, okay. And so I do. Can you the, believe how this woman's talking <laughs> to us right now? Can you believe this? <laughs> and I'm us? like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I just walked away. And I was like, all right, nice meeting you. I don't know how. I was like, I know you. And then. So um, I think what we can say is that all of the practice of me dragging you around the rooms to say hi to people is really paying off. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I I was just so confident. You're getting real good at it. So his daughter was, I guess, signed up to do like read a sonnet, like a sad sonnet. And I go to introduce, but I didn't know it was his daughter. I didn't know. I go, I'm like, okay, I forget her name. She's, I'm like, all right, Katie's going to come up and read Sonnet. And she comes up and she's like, I figured you would rather hear from my father, the Emmy award winning Oscar nominated trans Carmel. Except she didn't say it like that. She didn't say it like Oprah, but like, and then, and he comes up and he does this whole performance. Oh and then I, he hands the mic to me. Cause I'm the MC, and I was to like, you. "Yeah," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Thank, give it up for James Cromwell, everybody." <laughs> and I was like, "I thought James he, from I thought he did a, a mm-hmm. puppet show about gerrymandering, but I was wrong. But he was, he was um, a good sport about it. But like, yeah, I had done a whole bit. Like I was literally in front of him the whole time, and I had done a bit about how." Uh, um, I know that I'm getting older because when people when I hand people my phone to look at my pictures, I'm not worried about them swiping because I know there's not any nudes right. on my phone anymore. And uh, and then I talk about that time that my yeah. mother-in-law saw, saw a, picture a, of you a topless naked. photo of me on my flat screen TV um, when because it was back in the day when I used to send nudes to her son. And I like got on my knees in front of James Cromwell to reenact the photo. <laughs> That's my life. I, you told me that. Yes, yes. Because I was up at the farm when you told me that story and I was dying laughing. Dying. Yeah. This is such. And I've told everyone and their mother. It's really good. And then it's of course, really see, and your mother is like, you've improved. My mother will take it to a level that she makes me feel bad about it. She was like, oh, well, maybe he can hook you up with someone in Hollywood be, and, and he'll make you what? a, a, a comedian. And I was like, mom, that's not going to happen. Gonna, like, she's it's gonna just a funny story. She's going to turn into a missed opportunity yeah, story. She, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, no, no, he he, he, he can help you and, and he'll connect you to, to like, a, you'll get an agent. And I'm like, you're making this worse. Like, it's just a funny story. Like, she's nothing's so hard to be supportive nothing's gonna happen but it makes it so much the level of support that your family shows for your comedy (laughs) is like it's like you're an only child (laughs) seriously they all show up for your shows like this is also a thing (laughs) theme (laughs) i never expect anybody to come to the point where i don't even remember to ask anybody to come to a show i'm like why you do that, like. But she's still the same woman. the The day that Jeff graduated from pharmacy school slash MBA, two graduate degrees, mm-hmm. and I threw a graduation party for him. Mm-hmm. We're kids still, like twenty five or something, and he just he doesn't do speeches, but he like thanked everybody for coming, and he was like, "And thanks for Julia for like being supporting me all these years, Aww. like whatever." And every and it was a short time, and my mom comes up to me whispers in my ear and she goes I thought he was gonna propose 
I was perfectly happy with the way this moment went. And now I all of a sudden have missed out on something that I didn't even. Wow. Maybe I don't want her. I just, I'm saying, be careful. Like I've thought about calling her. You know, she wrote her number in my comedy book. She was like, my mom did. Yeah. You should call her. I should call her. Oh my God. I should just call her and record this. Uh Like, can you give me some, like, I, I think that. I'm just feeling like I'm not funny today and just see what no, she says. Because you know what she'll say to you? What? She'll say what she says to me about what? you. Why? She's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 Why does she have any problems in life? You know, you know it's so funny that you said that because my friends in college, that's literally how they would say, like, they would say, Julie, you know, the pretty one with all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how they would describe me. <laughs> like, the pretty one. Pretty people have problems. <laughs> it's been an eye opener. Yeah. I got bad problems too. Yeah. Most people don't. The pretty want my girl, problems. you shouldn't be jealous of. Mom, do you not want this shit? <laughs> not no, want to catch this. Queen City Podcast Network.com. Oh.